0: Welcome to the Like, Bite, and Share podcast, brought to you by Schweid & Sons. Learn the secrets of food and hospitality marketing from some of the best professionals in the food business. Here are your co-hosts, Rev Ciancio from Schweid & Sons and Brad Garoon from BurgerWeekly.com. <laughs> I'm going to start off this show with laughing, Brad Garoon. I'm going to start it off with laughing. Laughing, Brad Garoon. Well, well, see, that is the importance of punctuation and proper use of grammar and uh, prepositions. Because it is not about a laughing, Brad groon I'm saying that I am laughing. Hello, Brad groon
1: Yeah, la- punctuation is important. And, all the, <laughs> and all, the, all the other things you said are also important.
0: <laughs> Thanks, hey. buddy. Hey. Hey. Had any, hey.
1: Uh,
0: have you had any important burgers lately?
1: I had a good one. There's this new restaurant in Williamsburg where I live for the next month. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. We'll talk about it off air called Bell Shoals. And our good friends, Tara Fugner and Stephanie Cesari, who are on an early episode of Like, Bite, and Share, are helping um, in good company with the promotion of this place. So I came in because they have something called the Drugstore Burger. And I asked them why they call it the Drugstore Burger. And they said it's it's a throwback to back when drugstores carried food, when they served food at a grill, at a top, grill top. And they do it very much in that vein. It's, it's a really good, uh, really good piece of beef with an amazing toasted white bread spongy bun and a special sauce. They wouldn't tell me what was in it, of course, because that's what people do these days. Uh, lettuce and tomato that I removed. Delightful pickles and onions gave it a great crunch. Um, this place also has a really good fried duck leg biscuit. Yeah, it's killer. And really good jalapeno hush puppies, great beer. Did you know that um, Sierra Nevada, is it Sierra Nevada? I think it is. Has a Goza?
0: Yes. I didn't, but I do now. I had it in Cleveland last week. It's good. Well, I mean, they really don't make uh, bad beers. And the name of that beer is Otra Vez, which means another time. I had it Otra Vez. It was a few minutes after the first vase. Uh, I'm I'm I've not been to the Bell Shoals, and it's funny to hear you talk about food because I know their uh, I know Pam Wisnitzner, who is in charge of their cocktail program there, and so every time I see that mentioned, I see her name, I think, wow, they must have great cocktails. So I'm psyched to hear that they also have great food.
1: I wasn't I, I only tried one of the cocktails. It was okay. They also let's give a little shout out to Jimmy Palumbo who's also doing big things with the cocktail menu over there at Bell Shoals. I, he was there when I came in. Uh, I know him from the Up and Up, which is another great bar that he was a part of. Uh, so good stuff going on there. What? Uh, tell me about your burgers in Cleveland.
0: Yo, Brad. I take it out. I good. had a burger that changed my opinion about burgers. You say this to me like every month. No. They, like I'm serious with this one. And the crazy thing is this restaurant has changed my opinion before, and then they upped the game. I didn't think it was possible. Is it smoke? It is smoke. Go smoke- on. Smoke the burger joint in Canton, Ohio. They have two locations. They're opening up another couple uh, for brief. So basically they smoke the beef like the same way you would like a brisket or a chicken or pork or whatever. They cold smoke it for about 12 minutes, right? And they kind of know what their rush times are. So if you come in at lunch, they know when to start smoking. And then you order it. They pull it out. They finish it super quick on a flat top, and they sear it. So, what happens is you get that like surface to sear, char, crunch, uh, you know, that we really like the Maillard reaction. And then you also have the smokiness that you get for backdoor barbecue. So, you kind of get both styles in one. So, first of all, I had that burger a year ago. It blew me away. I just thought this was awesome.
1: You talked about it on the podcast
0: in I know. a very early, early episode. I, I love it. I went back this week and we sat down with the owners and I tried like five or six of their burgers. They were all fantastic. And they brought out this one, and it is like the most un burger of all times. It does not look good on camera. But holy moly, it's called the Gilroy Five Cheese Garlic. Uh, and they won the National Hamburger Festival with it last year. It's a garlicky five cheese blend, uh, all like Italian cheeses and then also like a cheddar. Uh, Beer-braised onions with bacon and basil pesto mayo. And you're like, Rev, of course that sounds good. Garlic, cheese. You don't you can't imagine what this tastes like. It I can't put into words the 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 flavors in this burger and how amazing it was. We ate six burgers and I went back and I ordered this one again. It was so good.
1: You ate from six burgers.
0: Uh, I hate you.
1: I just want to be clear. I don't want people to be worried about you.
0: Ah uh, well, they should be, but um, but I did eat from Six Burgers, and I yeah. did then an hour later go to Melt Bar and Grill, which we will talk about on this week's podcast. So why don't we uh, segue well, before, over to to that? Okay, good. No, no, no. Why what were we going to say?
1: I was just going to. I was just going to mention that punctuation is important, and so is grammar. <laughs> but <it's> fine. <laughs> fine. Right, let's, let's talk start. to Ryan. Uh,
0: yes. All right, I want to welcome Ryan Hinkson to the podcast today. Ryan's from Eat Famous. He's the director of marketing and social media there. Uh, Ryan is a blogger with more than 14 million article views. He's a social media strategist, a hip-hop aficionado, uh, and as it most relates to this show, uh, he has grown at Eat Famous on Instagram to more than 139,000 followers, of which Brad and I are both very jealous. Uh, Ryan, (laughs) Ryan has worked with restaurants and food beverage brands across Canada and the U.S., Uh, to help them improve their social media presence and increase awareness on Instagram. Ryan, what is your number one tip for getting more followers on Instagram?
2: Uh, Finding your own kind of voice. Now, I know that might sound crazy because Instagram is visual, but I mean like finding something that makes your feed stand out. Uh, As you guys know, there's so many food accounts that are popping up. It's crazy. Um, I don't know about both of you, but I know I got into this probably a little early to when there wasn't so much uh, fantastic competition, if I can call them that. Um, but the ones that stand out and always thrive, there's always something unique. It's like you can always spot their pictures without you know, clicking on it and seeing who it is. So I would say um, don't try to copy anybody. Just find something, whether it's the style of caption, um, how you engage with people or the visuals, find find your own kind of visual voice and and stick to that.
0: I am so glad you didn't say fiverr.com. <laughs> Probably could work, but no. So let's
2: back up a little bit,
1: Brian, How did you start Eat Famous? Um,
2: so Eat Famous began when um I got a call from a friend of mine who um. Asked me to meet with him to talk about a business opportunity, and it was really, really strange because uh, he's, you know, grown to be a great friend. But at that time, you know, friend of friends, and the extent of our relationship was pretty much, you know, hanging out with the same group of people, going clubbing. So when he asked me about a business opportunity, I was kind of intrigued, but I was still kind of a little weirded out, to be honest. So we met, um, and he presented me with an idea that he had to help restaurants and food lovers alike. Um, and I, I used to do some blogging for a online magazine called Trend Hunter, uh, and he had seen, I guess, some of the posts I had done there, and liked my writing style. He asked if I could come on board to help with, you know, communications, marketing, social media, anything of that nature. So I said, sure. Um, he told me about what his plan was, um, and I said, okay. Well, I guess the best way to kind of get out there is to start some social media immediately before um, you roll out. The actual business, just so that people can kind of get familiar with the name, the logo. I thought the name was cool. I thought the logo was cool, and I think we've spoken about, you know, um, having a presence on like Facebook and and Twitter. But at the same time, I was personally really getting into uh, to Instagram. I loved it. I was on it all the time, and I figured, um, you know, just as food is as much about the taste and the aromas, it's also about you know seeing it. So. Uh, I figured, you know, what better place to start, actually, um, than with this, you know, at, what was new to me at the time, uh, this tool in this social media space that just had these amazing visuals. So that's where it started.
0: How many, uh, Ryan, I'm super, super curious, how many photo post requests do you guys get in an average week?
2: Well, we <laughs> um, got one right before we went yeah, on air so yeah, yeah, Brad kind of... Uh, you know, got me, <laughs> caught me off guard, and asking, and so I've never reposted a Burger Weekly pick. Are you sure?
1: Maybe once. I don't think so. I do. Listen, I remember <laughs> you did this. You did this big Burger um, competition a yes. few months ago, right? Right. Burger Battle. I, I think that was also when you got a hundred thousand followers. Um, um, it, was,
2: it was. around there for sure. Yeah. And I was like, man, I've got some good shots. I'm yeah. gonna send them in, but no, none of them made it. Do you know how many? And not, like, uh, man, I follow you, like, personally and on E-Famous. Um, so I, I know you've, oh, <laughs> you've got to appreciate it.
0: We have a Brad stalker. Oh, no, come on. Ryan, I am too. I stalk Brad, dude. It's really cool. Yeah,
2: no, it's, I, no and no like,
0: uh,
2: wow. <laughs> I'm going to keep it going. I'm just going to keep so, it going. And the funny thing is, if you know me, like, Eat Famous would probably – if it was, like, a reflection of, like, my personal life or desires, it would probably be, like, 99%. burger. You would probably have, like, direct competition for Burger Weekly. Um, my partner, who's way more, like, linear than me and, you know, focused on the operation side, he's, like, you know, you've got to switch things up. But sorry to backtrack um, – for that contest, we had gotten like over 1,000 tags. Um, my DMs were insane. Did you – and I know and a lot of people also try to sneak stuff in past the deadline. I don't know if you did that, but – No, but we, another, we, we, we've we traded a few messages back and forth. That's why yeah. I thought I hadn't in, but it <laughs> worked out. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, you know, like I was talking to you guys about before, there's like over 300,000 pictures tagged Eat famous, and I I think most of the people that tag Eat famous, I don't even know. Despite our size, I don't know if they know that we're actually like a thing. I think they think it's just a tag. But Eat famous was like the very time, the very first picture I posted, I used the hashtag because that was our name, and um, yeah, it's it's grown tremendously. So we get weekly. I man, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like DMs, um, people, you know, including us. Like if we were in the picture happens all the time um, and I, I actually I do try to look at everything because uh, I'm a fan of it and I'm also never wanting to miss anything that you know um, we could feature that people would love and I mean we we'll post our own pictures as well too so there's a lot going on.
0: Ryan working with the Eat Eat Famous seems like the kind of opportunity that'd be really good for a restaurant brand you know a chef, a cookbook, writer, food photographer etc to be able to connect with like food and restaurant fans. What does what does your typical
2: customer look like? Um so initially they looked very much um like you know a mom and pop uh type place. Actually not even that, but usually like um a standalone shop that's, you know, figuring out that they probably would be best served by um, you know, finding their um their their customer base outside of those who are coming in, like people on social media Um, and people that we could kind of really, really work with and give input to, people that we didn't have to kind of deal with, um, you know, the rules that may apply to uh, a business that has a whole bunch of franchises or going way up the corporate ladder where, you know, we'd have an idea and they'd say no. But it has recently grown. Uh, We've started working with some pretty... I guess, fairly well-known chains uh, locally in Toronto. Um, But it it definitely is somebody who's, um, you know, clued into the fact that, uh, you know, social media is is where it's at. This is brand-new marketing. Um, And not necessarily that someone that's small or that doesn't have a lot of followers. I mean, that that happens. But um, people that just want to kind of connect with, you know, the people that, uh, that follow us, who are the greatest people on Instagram.
1: Ryan, is he Famous your full-time gig? <laughs>
2: um, for now, no. It's kind of heading that way. Um, I guess if I was to add up hours, it <laughs> could probably qualify as that. But yeah, uh, wear a couple hats. So I, uh, we have more questions about how you,
1: how you measure your audience and things like that. But I'm, I'm curious now because news broke last week about the Instagram algorithm changing... Yes. Wow. Are you worried at all about that?
2: Um, I, I don't know if I'm in love with it. I, I can't say that I'm worried, per se. Um, I mean, I haven't even got all of the exact facts. I guess it's, you know, from what I'm hearing, it's based on popularity. Uh, I feel we're fairly popular. I'm hoping it won't affect us too negatively, pushing us back. But, I mean, we follow everyone we follow for, you know, whatever reason, and I think... That they deserve to be seen and it, it gets crazy I know for me we try to limit uh, the amount of people we follow just so that it's not um, you know that's so it's not done in vain so that we can actually kind of go through what, so I can actually go through the feed see what people are posting connect with them um, so i don't want I don't want to miss anybody I don't want to just be fed what's you know the most popular if that's what they're doing
1: I think that's the, for one thing, that was the best reasoning I've ever heard for limiting the amount of people you follow, is that you actually want to be able to see the people yeah. that you're interested in. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they tell you it looks good, it's a, it's an image thing, but I, I like your answer a lot better, and that's what I'm going to start telling people uh, <laughs> when they ask me. And um, I'll uh, yeah, what, I,
0: I'll tell I you what, I'm, I'm a little worried about it from, forget about the business perspective, because that's obvious, they want you to pay to play. Right. Uh, I'm I'm a little worried about it from a fan perspective. I like picking up where I left off. Me too. I like, I like opening up Instagram, being like, okay, 7 in the morning, I, I have my coffee, I just woke up. What did I miss last night? Bang, 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 right. bang. Okay, I'm caught up. you right. well, can't I f-
1: do that, though. So the, their argument is you've got people following thousands of people in their feed, and you're missing 70%. I guess that's their number, right? 70% of what comes up in your feed. And I'm not really trying to speak in defense of it. This is just what I've read, although it, it's it's hard for it to – it's hard to argue, I think, on their part that this is anything other than the first
2: step towards Facebook. Yeah, which, you know, I, I hope we all that. Know that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I felt the same way when they changed the Facebook thing where you couldn't follow it uh, chronologically anymore. And, and I think at this point now there's so many people that have friended me on Facebook that I actually don't want to talk to that I'm fine with the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to what you were just saying. It's about having too many people on your on your feed, right?
2: Right. And I mean, yeah, I like there's nobody that I follow through eat famous or like my personal account that I'm I'm not interested in. So, I will make Time to go through, and just like you, like I get up and I don't want to miss, you know, what somebody who I've chosen to follow has posted, just because they don't have, you know, as many followers as who I don't know, Bieber or I, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, we're not being measured against
1: the the cream of the crop of, right. of <laughs> Um But do you? So you have? I just I just looked. So you have passed one hundred and forty thousand followers.
2: Yeah, you, just today.
1: Congratulations! <laughs> Thanks. Do you um, do you keep track of who these people are, of what their age, their gender, where they where they are?
2: Um, we have used um, we've used some kind of you know analytics just because uh, people that we work with will ask um, you know who who who's following you, uh, what day if I, if I choose you know to have you post for me, um would get me the most likes or, you know, the most attention, um, to us, I don't think it really, it doesn't matter that much to me because I feel like people who are using it, they're using it all the time. You know, you can throw something up at three in the morning and wake up to just as many likes as you would as if you try to calculate like, oh, it's 12 o'clock and someone's going to have lunch now and they're going to be hungry, so let me post a food pic, um, Right, it's but only
0: it's only twelve o'clock in your time zone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we share a time zone. Oh, oh, sorry, you don't mean me. Sorry. No, 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 no
0: I don't mean you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. but, but we do. But actually, I'm glad you said that
1: because you know, I go to these, I go, and I'm sure Ryan, this is probably this probably happens to you too. You know, you, you right. hang out with other people who are Instagram influencers, yes. and you hear them saying things like, "It's a weird time to post."
0: Yeah, and
2: it really gets under my skin. It so it's I, I did an interview. um, a couple of days ago for another like kind of food focused uh, site. And um, they asked me a whole bunch of questions. And one of them uh, was, do I ever go to a restaurant just for the picture? And um, I-, I said, no. And I was like, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, I was like, you know, there's an, at least in Toronto, like there's enough good places that I'm going to go where I want to eat. And I'm sure I can get a great picture of food. Um, but I-, I, I just couldn't see myself doing that uh personally and then i went back <laughs> uh, you know after i wrote my answers i went back to compare other people they featured and everyone else was like no i do it for the gram i do it for the gram and i was like am i a douche <laughs> or like am i, am I like that get off my line guy rev um, remember when you did it for the gram <laughs> is he a douche uh
0: which night are you talking about the when you,
1: when you were in Michigan.
0: Uh oh no, that thing was awesome. You're
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? talking about like a nine foot
2: burger. Yeah, oh also, well, okay, no, that I mean that's
0: also the, my that's best the, friend in the entire world owns that
2: restaurant. So. Right, yeah. No, th- I mean there's exceptions. And there's if, there's if, like, you know, uh menu items and things I, I get excited about when I know I'm going, but I just if I'm going to eat somewhere, I'm definitely going to to eat. Um but you know I have to say, you know what, most of the people that I've met or hang out with, um, on this side of town, they are, they're, they're, they, they like food. They love food, you know, and that and still primary with most people. All right. So I'm, I'm a brand, I'm a
0: restaurant, I'm a chef, a cookbook, I'm something like that. Cookbook right. writer. And I want to work with Eat Famous, right? Yes. What are some good goals for me as the brand to have when I sign up to work with you? You know, what, what can I expect?
2: Um, what I, I think a fair expectation, um, is an increase in followers and attention. Now, an important part of it that we always try to speak to is follow up. We can, you know, post a picture. Uh, we can come visit you. We can consult. We can do a, a whole host of things um, that, you know, work in the moment. But uh, what you what we really hope that people come away with more than, um, you know, a feature on our page or any kind of association is. Um, the manner in which Eat Famous kind of approaches, well, for the large part, Instagram and just communication. Um, You know, our tagline on the page is making food famous. So what we want to do is present the image of the restaurant, the meal, uh, the person that we're featuring, uh, you know, as in that best light possible. We want people to want to be there and want to go and have to have it. so I think they can expect, you know, they can expect an increase in followers, uh, traction. There was a restaurant we were working with that um, they they approached us just because I personally went to their restaurant, uh, had a meal, posted it um, on Eat Famous, and they said that, you know, people were walking in asking for it because they saw it there. Um, and, you know, we, we've we done some work with them, and they they did mention to us that, you know, they, there's an increase in followers and that every now and then there's a customer who's kind of very vocal and specific about seeing something. So I, I, I do believe that that's what they can expect. But there definitely has to be um, you know, follow-up and um, attention to kind of what we've helped do. So what is that follow-up? Because I think
1: one flaw that I've noticed with the current trend of um, focusing on Instagrammers... Versus the way it was a few years ago, focusing more on bloggers, and and right. of course there's still the, the the big food websites, mm-hmm. but um so you don't really get any search engine love from Instagram. So yeah, right right yeah. So what is that? Fo- how can you pitch to a restaurant a sustained flow from Instagram?
2: If they're if they're trying something unique or different with the menu um, specials, we run you know a lot of. Contests and promotions. So you want to do things that um, if we can lead someone to your site or your page, you've, you've got to be able to, you know, to kind of retain them and hold them. And I mean, part of it is also it's not only on the restaurant and I'm sorry, not only on the um, the Instagram end, but it's also on, you know, the experience inside. Because I mean, a great picture is a great picture, but if you go and there's you know bad service if there's, um, you know, just a lack in quality of food, it, it doesn't matter how great, you know, the picture is or how many likes it's gotten. That, that word travels as much. As much as we tag people on, you know, images that blow our minds, the experience, that that travels as well. You know, Instagram's not the only way that people are speaking and communicating about food. So um, we feel that if, you know, somewhere, if a a restaurant's doing something interesting and exciting and you can capture that, um, we're hoping that, you know, if they care enough about, you know, interesting, great-tasting food, and that stuff usually reflects well in pictures, not just something that's crazy or 10 feet high, but I just feel like if there's care, passion, it it speaks, whether it's like a mom-and-pop greasy spoon, like you just kind of capture it, Um, and maybe because you have people there who are happy when you have good food, you enjoy it, you may, you know, go more times so you're going to get a better picture. Like, I think it all kind of ties in. So it's not just about having a great shot, but Eat Famous, you know, we want to make food famous, we want to make the restaurants famous, we want to show love to, um, you know, the people that follow us, people that use our services. So I hope that answers the question.
0: Yeah. So, you know, most people when they're paying for advertising or marketing are looking for some kind of trackable return on investment. Right. Uh, you know, what kind of analytics do you provide and how do you track them?
2: Um, so for us, what we would uh, do more so is actually, um, you know, talk to, to, uh, to restaurants and clients, the brands, and see um, what worked. Um, if they felt like there was an uptick in, you know, in followers, uh, in people, you know, coming in and kind of speaking to the fact that, you know, they saw, uh, you know, a meal on Eat Famous or, you know, they heard about it through, you know, a, a similar channel. Um, we we kind of monitor the levels of, you know, followers that people have. And also what's really good is uh, for kind of measuring is... Um, People, you know, tagging friends. Like I think, a lot of times the uh, the most interesting pics. We may not have someone replying to what I wrote as a caption, but they're just tagging someone or saying, you know, look at this. And then um, I'll 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 watch their Instagram pages. You know, and I'll go and I'll see someone that maybe liked or commented on our page, and then they're going back to that. Um, we try to you know look at how many likes their previous images have. Um, there's not really a ton of, um, I guess, hard numbers that are run or are always readily available to us. It's more, um, I guess, getting a feel through communication, uh, you know, follow-up, and seeing if, they, if they're satisfied and if they feel that what, you know, that we've done with them or for them has worked.
1: Okay. Ryan, let's talk a little bit about, since you are, a paragon of Instagram success. Let's talk a bit about some posting tips. Um, for one thing, you're you're getting upwards of eight thousand likes on certain posts. Yes. Before I ask how to do that, okay. <laughs> do you even get excited about likes anymore?
2: Is that relevant to a post for you? It is. It is, and I'm not saying yes just to say yes. It. Not that it it matters. There's pictures I post that, um, you know, they still they may get fifteen hundred likes. Uh, which is, you know, right now, low-end for us. Um, but I wouldn't take I, the picture down. That you're, I hate that you just said <laughs> that someone's <laughs> low-end. You <laughs> I, I know what's funny? I, I said it came out of my mouth, and if I could, like, grab that cartoon bubble and stuff it back in my mouth, because <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like that right. guy. But for for us, like, you know, it, it's... I wouldn't say failure, but, you know, it's maybe not as popular as something else we might uh, we might post. But... um you know, I, I still do get excited. Like, there was, uh, we ran a bunch of posts on International Women's Day um, to show love to, like, all of our favorite female Instagram or food accounts. Yes, and, great campaign. appreciate it. Um, and, um, cause, like, the girls are killing. It's funny, I know you guys had Skinny, Peg, Skinny Pig NYC and One uh, Hungry you Drew on They're, like, some of my favorite accounts. So we were just, like, The females kill it. Let's do it. And I remember that day um, because I took some of my favorite picks from those accounts. um, All the pictures were doing, you know, really well, like average numbers. And then I checked, like, in the middle of the night, and one of them was creeping over 10,000. And I don't know if we had had a 10,000-like pick yet at that time. And then it got to 15, and I was was losing it. It was just as exciting as the first time I had it. Um, 100. And also, too, what I like is, I mean, we we feature some people who are used to getting that amount of likes themselves uh, Devour Power, Daily Food Feed. Um, but then when somebody who, you know, might have 500 followers or 50 followers gets a ton of likes and we've helped them and then they message me and say, oh my gosh, like my followers just went up like crazy, that's amazing to me. So I, I definitely do still get very excited about likes. It, so it, it what, matters.
1: So then what can people do to get more likes on their photos?
2: Um. So, I mean, you've got to have a great picture. Now, I know someone could say, well, I would post the same picture on my page that you guys do, and I'm not going to get the same amount of likes. But that just comes with um, the work. And the work in terms of, like, being a genuine part of the community, like, um, you know, I, my pet peeve is are like those bots, you know? So it's like I post a pic of my arm in a cast. I broke my arm and someone's like, oh, that looks great. That's awesome. It's not great. It's not awesome. Nice pick. Broke, right? Like So, I mean, if you can be authentic um, and, you know, genuinely interact uh, with, with people and build your following, then um, you're going to get a ton of likes. I mean, for... I, I think we see it. People, um, you know, they like certain certain foods just work amazingly. Eggs photograph amazingly. People love cheese. That uh, Schwiezen-Sund, the deep-fried grilled cheese with the burger, like, stuff like that. I will literally get phone calls sometimes from people saying, like, where did you, where was this? And I'm like, well, you know, read the caption. It's right there. But, like, things like that create a lot of excitement. Um
0: yeah, so fo- I'm, I'm going to pause you there for a quick second because okay. I want to follow up on two things we've already talked about today, but anecdotally. Right. So when I walked into Melt Bar and Grill last week, yeah. before I took that photo, I looked at the uh, the team there, and I said, all right, I, wanna, I want a sick-looking sandwich. They're like, Rev, you've seen our entire menu, right? So right. yes, I have. I was like, yeah. sicker. And they're like, what are you looking <laughs> for? I was like, I want, like... At least one hundred and fifty percent more likes on Instagram type of sandwich. <laughs> and so we, and sat, we sat yeah. down and mapped out what that would be and the there you go. You posted it, Brad posted it.
2: So. It's incredible. Like I and the funny thing is like pics like that, like I go back and look at. Like it's kinda like listening to like a favorite album or something like that. Like the pics that I love, I will like creep myself and just, you know, keep looking at them.
0: But do you think we're creating a society where, you know, people are taking food pictures just for the likes?
2: Oh, I'm sure they are. Um, And I guess, like, if if that's what they want to do, that's okay. I I don't feel like the people who um, end up really successful at this or whatever their endeavor is, I don't feel like um, that they do that. You know, I'm sure there's some people that kind of they feel like they've got it, but I don't think it, it'll. It may not translate. Like even if you take great pics just because you kind of calculated it, you may not respond to everybody genuinely who you know took the time to kind of write on your page and ask you questions. Like I try to answer every comment um, for e famous like engagement. And, um, you know, talking to people, getting a beat on what people like, what they did, it's really, really big for us because we only got to the point that we're at because of people caring about what we do, right? So we, we, we definitely are creating that kind of culture, but I don't think that those who are like that win in the end.
0: Sometimes I get the feeling that, like, no one reads the text under the photo. They just want to tap or like a photo with, like, gooey cheese, dripping eggs, right. flo- flowing chocolate, you know, that kind of thing. Uh,
2: how uh, many times do you guys get, Where where is that? Where did you get that? What is that? And it's like, it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there. How, how would
0: you suggest someone who's posting the food photos takes advantage of the text portion?
2: We... Famous, we try to be very—I um, uh, don't know how to so word it—but like I, I want people to. I mean, I want people to like the picture, uh, like click like, and actually like it. But I also want a reaction. And sometimes, you know, the pic will get, you know, someone to tag their friend. But all you see is at. I, I love when people interact with us. I like when people curse and say. F you, famous you ruin my day, or I, I can't keep up with my diet, or you know. So, um, the text portion is really, really important. Plus, because there's so many um, great food accounts right now, you're going to need a little bit more. You have to give people a reason to, um, to you know, kind of stick around and figure out what uh, what you're about, uh, what's going on. And if you're not engaging them. Uh, with, you know, whether it's something witty or informative or sincere, then, I mean, you know, you're probably going to lose them because, I mean, like the the most popular images now are reposted all the time. So there there has to be a little bit more.
1: Okay, so I want to real quick, just based on everything you just said, give a real quick shout-out to an account called Jay-Z Eats because the other day, I don't even remember what I posted, but I really try more often than not to put... Um, not necessarily thought into my captions, but it's really me, right? It's They're usually pretty cynical. Sometimes they're a little too dark for a food account. They don't, they don't necessarily, like, play. But this girl, she, she saw the caption. She wrote, I love your sarcasm. I wrote, I wasn't being sarcastic, but I appreciate that you at least read what I had to say. <laughs> and now she's a writer for Burger Weekly. So See, being awesome. an active part of the community really gets you places. I, I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, just really engaging.
2: I, I totally, totally agree. And whether that's, you know, like nice, kind, engaging, like she did, or, you know, forcing me against the wall asking how come I haven't posted a burger weekly picture, at least we're creating, you know, discourse and talking. Well,
0: I've
1: already decided the word kindred spirits, so it's fine <laughs> that
0: I give you <laughs> art. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally I'm fine. now following Jay Z Eats on Instagram,
2: so there you go. I, I was go. just about to look up, but because I haven't used Hangout before, I'm paranoid of, like, losing you guys, so I'm just kind of, like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I need to – be careful. Is, is it j z like j z the rapper, kind of? It's, le- it's the letters. Oh, no, J-Z-E. Like okay. Cool.
1: Jordan, we just gave you a lot of love on this podcast.
0: Right, so Eat Famous is, is really known for engaging their followers, uh, and, and you've certainly talked about that a lot today. Uh, what tips would you give to someone looking to try to get people to like, uh, tag friends, and repost their photos?
2: Um, you know what? You've got to be a little um, selfless at first, and I think uh, when I listened to your pod when Dara was on it, I, or Dara, sorry, uh, she, uh, she kind of spoke to the same thing that I did early on. And I did it in earnest, not out of just trying to like kind of manipulate a situation, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of great food pics or whatever type of photos. Um, so you've got to kind of get people on your side. I, I would like every great picture I saw. Um, you know, I would comment, I would ask questions about people. Um, you know, when you ask somebody something, they, they usually open right up. That's kind of, you know, Basic human nature, um, and uh, if you spend the time showing people that you're there because you, you know, you love food or you care about what you're doing, it it reflects. And you spend some time, you know, asking somebody about a meal or whatever, it it, it tends to come back. Um, a, a quick story, I guess, about how Eat Famous, because people always ask how, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead, um, how we kind of got big. For me, um, I I was doing a lot of posting. I was taking what I thought were great pictures and they're terrible in retrospect. Um, And, you know, I would get the odd like here and there, the odd follow here and there. But I really, I would go through and I would search the hashtags of, you know, anything that was food related and talk to people and engage and figure out what they liked and really try to get a read on, you know, what was interesting to people, like sincerely what was interesting to and sorry, interesting to them where they want it to go, um, but it wasn 't until uh, I did my first feature um, of somebody else and that ki- and that I think the appreciation that that person had uh, it started to kind of trickle back, and then I would incorporate that more now I know some people um, or most people probably just want to post their own photos, and that uh, that 's perfectly fine, um, but I would just say find a way to kind of um, Connect, have an honest connection. Uh, that's that's a, a to me a great way to um to kind of get you know likes up.
1: So, so I think that speaks a lot to our next uh, to the next kind of area we want to go to, which is you run these great contests. We mentioned the burger battle, right? right. Uh, you have camp you have campaigns like uh, the International Women's Day campaign. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, like I mentioned before, I saw you get over a hundred thousand followers in or around the time you're doing the burger battle.
2: Yes. Right.
1: So, how how do you create the level of interest that you need to make mm-hmm. something like that successful?
2: So, um, just just work. Um, we that was the third burger battle that we did, um, and just like you, Brad, like huge burger lover. So the first one that Eat Famous held. Um was was definitely over a year ago. It was early on. Um it was also one of the first things that uh, helped get us a lot of attention to because we you know, we were highlighting people, we were giving love to people. It was funny because um it was a little harder back then. I remember um you know, direct messaging a bunch of local restaurants who will <laughs> remain nameless saying, Hey, you know, I'm trying to put together this. If you've got burgers that you'd like. Uh, featured, you know, send them to me. I don't think we had any restaurants that first time around. It was probably, you know, followers and stuff like that. Um, but we, we, yeah, so by the, the, the one that coincided around the same time as 100,000, that had been our third one. We also, uh, every, um, I think it was every, I can't remember what day it was, but we used to do these things called Eat Famous Secret Features. So I would go through the hashtags and um, find someone who was using our hashtag, and I would go through their entire, and I mean like top to bottom, their account. And if I felt like they had really, really great pictures, enough for I think I used to do nine or ten, which was probably a cardinal sin posting ten pictures (laughs) in a day. Um, And I would dedicate that day to that person. Um, So it would be the Eat uh, Eat Famous Secret feature of whoever. Uh, Annex on Tong was the very first one I did, one of my favorite accounts out of London. Um, And then we start. yeah, yeah, great guy too. Um, And, yeah, that that started it. So I think I was doing those weekly, so we had those. uh, We did something called the Eat Famous Pizza Party. So it was kind of like the burger battle where, you know, uh, same thing. We got people to submit great pictures of pizza. Uh, we had like an Eat Famous. We had a series where we did the Eat Famous City Battles, where we would pit uh, Chicago against New York and London against uh, Melbourne or wherever. So we're always kind of working it to, to stay interesting, um, to provide something different, and I think uh, that's what's helped us work with with brands and restaurants so much. It's not that we're just posting, um, you know, really, really good pictures, but we've got a super strong relationship with with our followers and uh, with what e has coming in the future that's actually what we first set out to create. Um, strong relationships with people who love food and strong relationships with people who make and sell food. So... Yeah, there was, there was a lot of uh, trial and error with <laughs> different little um, ways we tried to kind of engage people. So by that third burger battle, um, you know, we had had a lot of experience doing similar things. And I think that was just the first time it got really, really big.
0: Ryan, I think you're just really, really good at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> at least I was that, kidding. <laughs> that, that's the chat. Brad and I have a chatterbox open. Uh, during these things so that we can cue each other to talk and we are typing each other about how impressed we are with your skill set.
1: I was just thinking, like, he's saying all these things that I want to do them, but he's already done them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So we want to ask one more more question about uh, Instagram and then then we'll let people figure out how to do it on their own after this. We've given them enough Mm -hmm. goods. Right. Uh, You guys share a a lot of content created by other people and other users. Yes. You know, what, what rules or guidelines do you follow when sharing other people's content?
2: Okay, so I'm about to have another old man get off my lawn moment. Um, I, first I'm off, already psyched. I'm psyched for you, okay. First off, I'm such a stickler for crediting people property, properly and that's not just tagging them and saying, oh, this person took this picture. Ask them. Like, ask them. Or, I mean, we have a hashtag, so we have the benefit of people tagging Eat Famous on pictures and we try to get it out there that you know I mean we don't own your picture because you've tagged Eat Famous but we hope it's you know it's implied that if you tag Eat Famous um, that means you want us to feature you. Um, and just because most people love to be featured doesn't mean everybody wants to be featured or doesn't want to be asked so that's rule number one for me. Um, if it's not if we weren't tagged on it, if someone didn't DM it to us um, it's not going to be posted unless I ask. I mean, I see pictures all the time where I'm like, I need to. And I will usually um, message that person from my personal account. Uh, just because my personal account, I'm not as cool as Eat Famous. So um, if they reply to me, I'll, I'll see the message. And I'll, I'll ask and sometimes beg um, that, you know, uh, I can re, you know repost it and feature it on Eat Famous with full credit, of course. Um, that's my, my number one rule um also just because someone's tagged a picture famous doesn't mean it's theirs so there's a lot of kind of work sometimes if i just kind of get the feeling that it may not have been the person who's posting it who took the picture i'll message them and just say hey you know did you take this picture not like i'm trying to play you know cop or anything but i just i really think it's important that um whoever deserves the credit gets it and that um, they They want to share it because some people don 't they they want their pictures for themselves and their own followers and that 's that 's perfectly okay so that 's that 's my number one rule as far as that is concerned,
1: so you have permanent Permission from me whenever you want to repost any of my photos.
2: Just whenever you feel like it. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> so I, I, you know that I'm going right through Burger Weekly. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes.
0: Brian, is that is that like the uh, fries equal crack agreement that oh, you and I? Oh, hey,
2: have? wait, wait, wait. Actually, I'm Rev. I'm so sorry to cut you off. <laughs> but I've been tagging what I think are some of my finest personal pictures. Fries equal crack. Burger free. Bur burgati Ber- yeah. Ber- Berger- Ber- Berger- 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 Sorry. Berger- I and I'm not getting any love. I so know.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna just speak some <laughs> truths here. One, I, I need to be better about fries equal crack reposting. <laughs> <laughs> Two, my ex girlfriend came up with burgraphy, so I'm kind of like, Can I change uh, okay. it? Uh, there's All over right. ten thousand tags, I kinda need to roll with it at this point. <laughs> um Okay, okay. I'm going to repost a whole bunch of stuff right now. <laughs>
2: in any event. Uh, and, and, Rev, I'm very sorry to have cut you off, but I, as soon as you mentioned that, I had to jump in. I had to.
0: <laughs> I purposely take photos of french fries right. and try to make them look ridiculous as possible in hopes that Brad will repost me. <laughs> so, it, we can be honest.
2: Right, Guys, okay. I'm
1: not that popular. I don't know why people want to be reposted by Burger Weekly anyway.
0: <laughs> I look, love Burger Weekly. Look, I, I don't have a food account. I have a personal account, and there are pictures of my cat as well as french fries, and there's super <laughs> pictures of a baby. So I'm clearly not trying to win the Eat Famous game Congrats. here. Congrats. <laughs> so, but I do want to be reposted for my French
1: fries. Okay, I'll do a whole. I'll do. You know what? I'll Me do like a, a secret feature for Rev Ciancio <laughs> and Ryan Hinkson
2: Yeah, I think you should have like a French fry battle between Rev and Ryan.
1: That's yes. what I think. Oh, this is this is how I pass 100,000 followers.
2: That's it. I just gave you the keys.
0: Now, the, <laughs> the listeners, everybody, if you want to like get down with my food porn, follow Schweidensons That's where I'm trying to curate the dopest, sickest, craziest burgers. But dope. Anyway, all right. so so we've talked a, lot, a long, long time today, Ryan. You've given some really, really great insight for people. We're, we're going go to go to the show wrap. We're going to ask you the same questions we ask everybody. Okay. Uh, so what is your favorite burger from childhood?
2: So my favorite burger from childhood... Um, do I have time for like a quick story that ties into a favorite burger from childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So my favorite burger, and anyone from Toronto uh, who's listening will probably know Johnny's Burger. Now, The reason why my favorite burger from childhood was Johnny's Burger is, as any kid, um, I loved McDonald's. So my sister and I, we would always, you know, we'd be at McDonald's. My dad would take us there. My mom, not a fast food person at all. She's very much, you know, cook at home. That food's crap. I know what happens in my kitchen, but she would always go to this place, Johnny's. And my dad would take my sister and I to McDonald's, but my mom would, if she ever had fast food, it would be Johnny's. And I used to be so intrigued. Um, And I was, one time I was just like, mom, how come you don't come to McDonald's like us? And, you know, mom wasn't like, I guess the biggest McDonald's fan, but she just, she loved Johnny's. So I was determined to like step my game up and get a Johnny's burger Um, just because I was like, my mom, who doesn't mess with fast food, loves this place. It has to be good, and it's fantastic. Um, so from childhood, that's what it was. And then something happened years later to really kind of hammer home how good Johnny's was. So I guess everyone's familiar with the Soup Nazi, you know, Seinfeld. So going back going back to uh, Johnny's in, like, my teen or early 20s, my teen years or early 20s, um, the guys were really really rude there and i'm like my mom doesn't take mess so like for her to 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 come to where these guys are rude to everybody they they must have been really really good i remember one time i was there with a friend um and these guys they're there, they you know they really really tight ship that they run there like you come you order you better know what you want and that's it a friend of mine gets up in line and he, they're like what do you want your burger and he's like ketchup mustard um, um, and the guy says, we don't serve, um, and flings the burger off <laughs> the, uh, the tray or the, <laughs> the, the, the prep line. It says, uh, come back when you know what you want. Holy so, crap. Favorite, yeah, Johnny Burger. Yeah, they may not treat you the best, but you will enjoy it.
1: So did that stand the test of time? Is it better than the Burger's Priest? I want to know the best burger in
2: Toronto. Oh, oh my gosh, you're going to get me murdered. Um, (laughs) The Burger's Priest is is fantastic. Johnny's, it's, um, I think it holds in terms of nostalgia. It has that, you know, it was the first burger I think I ever had that was like truly like flame broiled on a grill. had the grill marks that, you know, wasn't off of a barbecue. But um, I'm going to shout out two places uh, in Toronto, and one of them I'll speak to because I know you're gonna ask me what the last burger I had was, and I'll, I'll tell you about that when we get there. I love it. He knows the questions before, yeah. <laughs> Amen. I listen to the show. Two of the best burgers that I've ever had in the city of Toronto is, and not because uh, they pop up any famous or we've done anything, but a place called Cuckoo's Kitchen. Um, fantastic burger. We posted a picture of. Uh, one of their burgers not too long ago. So just scroll back through Famous maybe, I don't know, two weeks ago and you'll, you'll see it. It's a picture of uh, me probably holding a burger sideways with big bright red tomato. They're fantastic. And another place is a place called Holy Chuck. Uh, and that's actually the last burger I had. The last burger I had at Holy Chuck was uh, called La Croissant du Paysan. And what that burger is is fresh ground chuck, Uh, You've got cheese on there, fried egg. There's French fries, a little bit of maple syrup, crispy pancetta, and they do it on a fresh-baked croissant. Um, And me, uh, because I need mayo with everything, I added truffle mayo, and it was just incredible.
1: Did the croissant hold up? I've had a croissant burger. Right.
2: So the bottom's not like your typical croissant burger. It's almost like um, it's really, really kind of not dense, but like it's tall, uh, so it doesn't. It's kind of like if you took a croissant and then baked it in like a deep muffin pan, I guess, kind of. So you've you've got a sturdy bottom. They'll they'll be picks up soon. So I have, we'll I have see a sturdy bottom. About. I definitely have a
1: sturdy bottom. <laughs> you don't you don't have to respond to that. So ref, <laughs> I mean, so Ryan, um, if you could give one piece of advice to uh, someone
2: in the food marketing business, what would it mm-hmm. be? Don't forget the the social aspect of social media. Um, I know, you know. People in food marketing now are leaning heavily on social media, which is fantastic. Um, And what I mean for marketers is don't miss the value in the moments around food. Um, You know, we use food to celebrate. We use it as comfort in bad times. And there's always going to be genuine experiences in and around every meal. So don't neglect that aspect. Um, Don't forget the people you're eating with. You know, as as much as I love a great picture – Um, And as much as (laughs) my fiance thinks that I forget about everybody when I'm taking food pictures, I don't. I don't forget the person that cooked. Don't forget the person that served. Don't forget the person at, you know, another table who gets excited um, about the food that's landing in front of you. The other day, um, I was somewhere, and I I think I had, like, uh, this huge Nutella, um, Nutella funnel cake. I was doing it for a shoot, and the ice cream's melting, and I want to get a really good picture, and this lady jumps up, and she's super excited, and she wants to talk to me about it, and her husband's kind of like, you know, leave him alone, he's doing something. But I was like, you know what, the ice cream come out. Like, I'd rather spend that time talking to this lady about how great it looks and how great it's going to taste, because I'm not just there to take a picture of it. I'm there to enjoy it. So I think if you're marketing, and you um, figure out the experiences that food provides, then You'll you'll'll you'll, you'll you'll make it work
0: awesome Ryan. love that answer love all your answers some seriously great insight you you are winning at the Instagram because you are seriously doing an awesome job and really appreciate uh, all, all, all the knowledge and uh, experience and, and fun you brought to the show today thank you
2: I appreciate it and I have to uh give a shout out to my business partner and the founder of efamous the person who is behind the brainchild of what we have for everybody coming really really soon. Terry uh the reason why I'm even doing this. So, yeah, shout-out to him.
0: What, what? How do people find out more about you online?
2: Um, for myself, you can follow my personal account. That's Hanks um, on Instagram, R-Y-H-A-N-K-S, Um And yeah, we've got eatfamous.com, there's Snapchat coming, Uh, we have a Facebook fan page and, you know, I dip into there every now and then, so yeah. Oh, and plus they can also um, stay tuned for what the the Rev versus Ryan fries (laughs) equal crack battle that I'm sure is uh, being set up as we speak.
0: Yo, don't challenge me, I got a pregnant wife. We will get some sick looking fries going around here.
2: Actually, it's funny. I'm getting married in a couple months, so I'm kind of on French fry restriction, but I will see your challenge maybe July. congrats.
0: Thanks. everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Like, Bite, and Share. We hope you found today's interview insightful. If you didn't get a chance to write down everything, no worries. We take the show notes for you. Go to schweidandsons.com slash podcast to find them. If you enjoy the show, we ask for one favor, and that's please give us a rating in iTunes. That helps us to spread the word to others who might find this valuable like you do. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a future episode featuring helpful tips from other
1: professionals in the food marketing business. Stay hungry.